sounds way more manly. <laughs> That's my bumper. Beautiful. Yep. You guys heard it here first. Well, I'll tweet this out to nobody tomorrow because Twitter's dead. <laughs> What's up, folks? This is another edition. It's, um, uh, hey, the jazz is a sustainable edition of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. It is, I am here. You can follow me on Parlor at Who Trans Superman, uh, and, uh, at Jazz High Notes, uh, RIP Twitter. Uh, also at Instagram and Facebook and MySpace and Friendster and, uh, whatever it is. Um, uh, we're here to talk jazz, and uh, as always, and you know, we're bringing on the the dragon uh, uh, squatches, Mister Dragon Squatch himself. What's up, Mister uh, Logan Cox? What's Logan? Yeah, I just uh, I can't believe you and Jared have had multiple opportunities now to start the pod and didn't start it with the uh, free Britney Griner rant, or I mean speech. Sorry, I mean rant. <laughs> so missed opportunities by you guys on multiple fronts. No, I mean you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in the world right now, so um, uh, uh, we might be we might last be... time last time we freed a Britney. You know, it was the right thing to do, but I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, and this guy, um, uh, he takes his name because um, uh, he loves uh, the post game, or he loves music, or you know, he loves puns. It's uh, Mister Post Game Malone. Malone, uh, don't call me Arn. It's Ar- Arnie. Hey guys, I finally made it. You find like I mean, it's so funny because. Uh, we've been trying to get you on. You, know, you asked to come on. We tried to get you on. It was almost sort of like him. Uh, I don't know if he still does it, but when Jimmy Kimmel used to do that uh, bit where he's like, "All right," and uh, we're, we apologize to Matt Damon for not having him on, and you know, just, <laughs> uh, that was sort that was sort of our, our thing. But now you, you you've broken this the seal. You're losing your jazz notes of uh, virginity right here, live on the air. So I love it. Um, <laughs> Well, the, the smell the smell is a little surprising at first, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be, I'm so confused. I thought it was I thought it was Arnie forever and you guys told me it was Arn. No no this wouldn't be the first time that this podcast is giving out false information. So that's, that's true. Um uh, Arnie is Arnie. I'm just, I'm just right? happy it's Arnie and not Arn. Because yeah. I well, I called me him too. Arn um and Jared's like, That's Arnie, man. I, how do you not know him? Like, cause I I've met the guy like for ten seconds in real life. So Dude, I'm, Jared called me Arn the first time too. And I, I bet Jared for about ten minutes. Minutes, maybe. So, <laughs> yeah. So, like, I mean, he came at me. I mean, again, this is uh, from the guy who came on here for months and called me Hugh. So, um, uh, Jared, <laughs> Jared will be here at some point. He likes to just sneak in, um, you know. And for first times, you know, what a way to come, you know. So, um, we're here. We're talking about the jazz, the ten and six jazz, five. ten and five jazz. Okay, thank you. I, I think it's five, right? Or are you? Are they six now? Are they? Okay, ten and six, right? They 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 they've lost three in a row, so um, lots of lots of um uh, talk out there as uh, for the uh, the the red hot jazz, and uh, you know people are writing articles about hey maybe we shouldn't be surprised and uh, and a lot of people talking about the sustainability of the current Utah Jazz. Uh, so Jazz, yeah, so ten and six, they are fourth in the West behind the Blazers, Suns, and Nuggets, like everybody predicted. Uh, at least you know, at least two of those teams. They thought the Jazz uh, were gonna be worse then, but uh, yeah, the Jazz have you know first sixteen games. That's that's almost uh, thirty-two. That's almost at twenty percent of the season. Um, and yeah, they have they have a, a a very good winning record. I mean, they're, they're better than the Warriors. They're better than the Lakers. Uh, better than uh, the Clippers. The Wolves. Um, 
Logan, like, so the last time we, we talked here, and we, we, we were going to talk about this last week too, but, um, you know, I, I'm still firmly Team Tank. You know, if you follow me on Twitter, you listen to any of the episodes I've done in the past couple months, my flag is planted on Team Tank. Uh, so the first 10 games, first 13 games were not really great for me, uh, but, you you know, you were someone who was like, oh, yeah, we, you know, the Jazz need the tank, the Jazz need a good, good draft pick, but you were watching the games, and... Uh, you felt you, you felt really invested in it from game one. So, uh, the last three games were three losses, not not awful losses, not blowouts. Um, you know, a, a couple of things rear their their head in the in the three game losing streak. Um, how how are you feeling now? Uh, I, I still don't have any idea. The, the I yeah, it's still it's still much 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 confusion for me. And I, like I said, it's the I made my my. Uh, you know, masturbation analogy to it last time. And I still, it still holds true that it's like, as soon as somebody back on the tank and these are bad losses, I can't like really muster within me to like fight with them and tell them that they're wrong. There's no strong urge within me to tell them that's the wrong way to go. Um, I, I don't, it, it is, it is tricky because uh, like enjoying the first 10 games or even 13 games has been, it, I don't, there's no way you can watch that and not enjoy it. Um, but along the way, it always just kind of, at least for me, there's always like, is, is, is this going to keep up though? Can they keep this up? And, they, and you just kind of keep, keep, just keep waiting and keep going game after game. And you just, you just see how long they can write. It's like, yeah, last time we're out here, it was 10% of the season was done. Like, well, I guess that's a decent margin, but then it just, I, I don't know. It's still, there's still confusion. The, the, the schedule has been incredibly difficult and you know me who I, I hate the the schedule warriors who complain about back-to-backs and, you know, all, all the other nonsense. But the start of the schedule has been brutal as far as the road games, the good teams, um, and all that stuff. So while I say I hate it, I'm going to sit there and make that excuse for a second. But it do, not not making the excuse to say that they're still good. It still just adds more confusion to are they good or not good. Um, the, and and the game that's got like the last game is the one that really is hard for me to wrap my mind around. You, you're on the other ones are road games against good teams. There's there's plenty of reasons why you came up a little bit short. But like the Knicks loss was the one that just seems hard for me to swallow i guess and it has, it has me more concerned about if this team is actually good or not because that wasn't a good team they were back home they should have really i don't know shown something different and it, it looks like the last four or five games we were kind of seeing the same thing kind of over and over again and i think it was plant-based chad tweeted something out about effort and i think that that's that's what the key to this group is, is everyone has to be trying hard all the time and giving this this just out of the ordinary effort that we don't normally see from NBA players, right? That's kind of what's driven this thing. There's some talent there, but the biggest thing is they're all doing the small things and just the effort has been phenomenal. And I just don't know if that is, is that sustainable for an NBA team? Like it should be in theory, but will it be? Because I don't know that anyone has done that for 82 games. So I don't know. I just, that doesn't answer your tanking question, but it just makes me just even more uncertain, which is, there's one thing I don't want to be. I want us to be good, or I want us to be a tanker. I don't want us to be in the middle, uh, and that's I have what's a, starting to feel like we're coming around to. I so. have a, a, a prediction for you, but um, yeah, like um, I mean, you said um, it's, it's hard for you to watch and you know not want them to win. And I'll tell you right now, not that hard for me at all. But um, uh, post game, uh, post game alone. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what are your thoughts? Like what, what Logan just said there about, you know, watching and, you know, not feeling the sustainability of the team. But, you know, we, we saw it. the first, you know, first 10, 13 games looked really good for the Jazz. Like, uh, you know, we, we had 
you know, the Jazz are going to get two All-Stars uh, takes out there. The Jazz are going to, you know, get yada, yada, yada. Um, uh, you know, they, they need to trade their assets to get another star. Um, uh, how did you feel from the beginning of the season to now? So, I mean, the first few games, I was just, like, kind of blown away that what they were doing. I, didn't, I had no expectations going into the season. I didn't know if they were going to be good or bad. Um, I kind of thought they'd be bad, but I also, I also thought they would, they had the potential to, to maybe surprise us all. Um, but I think what I got most excited about is like, there's, there's players that they traded for that are, are, are way better. So, so when they, they made those two big trades with, you know, Rudy and, and Don, uh, um, they got, they got all the picks and like so many picks to set us up for the future. Right. So they're, they're going to be getting, getting those filtering in through the next like nine years. And, um, but I think nobody really thought we got anything that would be a borderline all-star even, or, or, you know, even something like that. And so, so when, then when Larry Markin looked like he's this, this guy that that's, you know, better than, than, than our other wide all-star Gordon Hayward, um, from his best year. And so that, that was, that was pretty surprising. I think, I think I got really excited about that. Um, and, and then Kessler looks really good, really promising as a rookie and Vanderbilt looked really good to start. I thought maybe Sexton would look better. So, so I don't know. I think the last, the last six or seven games have kind of tempered some of those, those, that excitement for me and those expectations for the, those, those guys they got. Um, but I, I guess my big takeaway is that, Hey, um, the coach is really good and we probably have at least a couple building blocks, um, for the team. And so, um, you know, I guess they're, the decision now is to, to be made like, are, are we going to tank or are we going to, are we going to go for, for a playoff spot? You know, yeah, I'm, I'm part of this weird group and I'm hoping to find people that are, are like me. Like when, when the first like 10 to 15 games, uh, they were winning games, right? They, they, they were 10, 10 and three, uh, before last week, uh, this, this weekend, um, you know, like I, they would win the game. I'd be, it put me in such a bad mood because, and my, yeah. my, uh, I have a new coworker and he's, he's 23. He's a Cavs fan. So like, you know, the Donovan Mitchell trade, you know, that was actually really big. We talked about that and he would come back from the game. We'd be like, dude, man, the, you know, like, man, the jazz are good, man. Are you, are you happy that, cause he knows the jazz. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, no, man, I'm not happy. I'm not happy at all. And he couldn't understand it. And like, you know, now that I've worked with him for about a, a month, I, I started to understand. And maybe this is where like I differ from, you know, whoever is talking on the internet and because we don't know what we're saying, but like my definition of good is probably different, a, a different definition of what he was saying. Like, if you're going to tell me the Jazz are good, I, I want the Jazz to be, you know, a content, like a title contender. Like, if, if, you, yeah. if you think, if you think good is a sixth seed, fifth seed, seventh seed, I don't think that's good. Like, what, what Logan was saying is like, you know, he, you don't have the Jazz to be in, in the, and look, where, where do you consider the middle of the middle? Where, where do you consider that like little dead spot that you don't want to be in? Like, what's your definition of good versus bad versus like that middle spot, which is worse than bad? Like, who's the most recent example? Uh, most recent example, like, 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 where would you, like, if I told you the Jazz end up in the fifth seed this year, is that closer to like, okay, that's really good? Or like, is that closer to like, oh my God, I hate this? 
I don't know how to answer that question. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know the answer to that. It feels like the same old jazz, which feels like the same old take. Um, but it just, yeah, I mean, you're right. That's a 23 year old Cavs fan. Of course, he has a different definition of good. So he was, he was raised on Kyrie Irving. Um, but, uh, it, it yeah, I, I, I see where you're coming from. And I think part of it gets skewed by just the expectations were so low that, like you're you're exactly right. This is definitely not a contending team. It's and and I, and I don't all jokes aside, it's not a team talent wise that's better than last year's Jazz either, though. You know, so it's it it, it def but but the, the the expectations got so skewed based on how bad we thought we were going to be that it just it, it altered everything. So um, I don't know that it. You know, Arnie made a great point. It all changed. Lori changed everything. He screwed everything up. He was supposed to be yeah. a throw. He was supposed to be a throw-in piece. Right. Who all of a sudden looks like okay, he actually might be like a cornerstone piece. And everything else you said, he hit it right out of the park. Colin Sexton has been—he's uh, had his his moments, but I would say overall, 15, sixteen games in, he's been uh, kind of a disappointment from what we thought he was going to be. And Vando's been Vando came out of the, the, the gates, and maybe he's kind of our barometer to watch, right? Like when he's running hot and he's doing things, the Jazz are going well. And as I'm thinking back to it now as we've kind of lost the last few games, I don't remember even him even really being on the court and I know he's been there. So maybe he is our unofficial gauge of how, how the jazz are going to go. But um, I, I don't know. I, 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 that's probably what it is. Cause your definition of good, your, your and I's definition of good is contender. Good. Yeah. Uh, uh, jazz fandom, which has been bred into uh, from, for most fans back to the Miller days. And, and Larry like openly admitted it, right. That he always wanted to be, you know, he'd rather be in the middle of the pack and a winning, a quote unquote winning team, a 50, 60 winning, game winning team than to ever bottom out. So I think that's just, I'm sure, yeah, that's, that's a big part that's, of it. That's so, rings culture, right? So, um, yeah. And, I, and that's, that's the part that I, I can't answer that question as far as what the Jazz are not, because I really don't know if they're good or not. Like, I don't know, you know, the, 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 the thing we heard early on, and, and I remember thinking the same thing was, the Wizards came out. I remember, like this time last year, I checked yep. the standings, and the Wizards were like, "They're like, what the hell is going on?" They were ten and three. Um, they were ten and, and three. But, but the thing was, is a lot of people were shooting that down as the, the, the Jazz aren't that. Like there was legitimate, like NBA, you know, folks on Twitter, not just you know, you know, writers and coverage of people, and also on ESPN, they had Legler on there talking about like, no, this isn't a fluke. This is a team built to win. So then you start to think, oh, oh my God, like maybe there really is something there. Um, but it's I, I, it's so hard to process because when did we when did we play what game did we play the Timberwolves two or three that was early like, like yeah it was like I was I, it was it was just exciting to win game one because like okay we're not supposed to win any games and we won one and then it was it was either two I, I'm like I just want to beat the Timberwolves and then we can lose the rest of the games and then we beat the Timberwolves and we just kept beating teams and it just oh, like oh two. this is weird. Yeah, this is weird. Like, I don't know. So it's like, it's almost like it's just been this adrenaline rush and I, we haven't really had a chance to like evaluate what they are. I don't, right. I don't know. And, and, and maybe it's cause like, yeah, like he would like, soon he would come in, he would come in after a win. Like, Oh, the jazz are good. And I'm like, and it would just, it would piss me off. And I'm like, they're not good. They're not good. Yeah. And it's, cause, cause it's, him. <laughs> it's my definition. Like my definition is like, all right, cool. Cause that's my fear. My, I told, I, I've said it multiple times. My biggest nightmare, the jazz end up at, in the fifth seed, because like, like you just don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. 
Um, Use them to upgrade your vocabulary. You want the Jazz to be great, not good, because they're by definition they're good. Yeah, I, I and guess. they've been good for like, 30, just like, like for me, it's, yeah, for me, like good it's, for forty nine years. Yeah, like like yeah, being good is is nothing. Being good is not anything. And it, it's almost like when people talk about the 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 late lottery picks. You know, uh, we did spaces, and people are like, "Hey, the Jazz are going to get it." You know, Tony Jones also like, "There's there's plenty of good picks everywhere in this draft." You know, it doesn't matter where you are, you're going to get a good pick. And I'm like, okay. Again, the word good, <laughs> good is like we we have someone at number one who again I, I put him in a LeBron, Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal uh, tier, right? Like there's this oh, absolutely yeah this yeah. whole tier Michael that just, candy. <laughs> this whole tier that like I'm like like, I'm like these guys are these guys have been projected and you know have the ceiling that um not you know. You know Anthony Edwards doesn't have that same ceiling. Another number one, Andrew Wiggins doesn't have the same ceiling. I'm, I'm just trying to pick up number one picks that are good. Well, and even number two as well. Like Scoot Henderson is, right. uh, he he might be John Morant. Yeah, and like like and then like and, and that's the, I was telling Logan last time was like I think two through five is in uh like it's a tier below uh a Wemby, but this would be a tier like if you put them in any other draft class they would be a number one pick. Like so for me like I, for me thinking is like they're. A John Morant, uh, um, a uh, Jason Tatum, uh, a Chris Webber tier, right? Like guys that, man, they're yeah. they're, they're not like they're really they're, they're going to be like you know ten time all stars. Um, they may not be the same stratosphere franchise as, players. Yeah, like like they're, guys who you put with with Lowry Markkinen, and that's like right. A great team, and so the yeah. problem for me is that like uh, then you know those are my my tiers. Like I do the same thing with that when I talk about NBA players. I'm like all right, these are these are the top like five or six guys that are in a tier of their own. And then you know last year I had Donovan rooting this next tier that were really good. Like you can still win with these really great franchise pieces, but you have to you know really build around them. You can't just have them on the team and your franchise changes. Um, and so that that was this like whole next tier that I had them in. But then, like, Lori Markinen is just in a tier below that, right? Like, it's like the DeMontis Sabonis tier. <laughs> like, I know and he's, he's a two-time All-Star, but, like, I mean, do you agree, Logan? Like, DeMontis, you know, if you had the chance to choose him uh, between, you know, O'Neal, Duncan, Weber, some, there's – what makes sense? Like, there's a, there's a really different level tier that these guys are at. Yeah, and I would, I, you know, if, if you're not good enough that I haven't learned how to properly say your name yet, you're in a tier below, right? Like, I can't even say Sabonis' first name. Giannis, I can say, because he's a franchise. I mean, they're, they're good enough, you eventually will figure out how to say their name, right? So, um, I, yeah, no, you definitely want, you want the cornerstone piece, right? And that's that's what you need. Um, and yeah. there there are opportunities for it to hit. And, the and there are people. Rounds, but we can't manage to the exception. That's the thing is. You, that's cool to go and rattle off the 15 people you found that pick, but I mean, the math is pretty dead on as to where, where the franchise pieces are, right? It's not just, I mean, if, yeah, we get it. Right. Jokic existed in the second round. He's the, there's a reason <laughs> there's he was the first yes. ever, first ever second round MVP, correct? Right. And, and, and so like, um, uh, and, and that's where it gets me too. Cause like, I, I, like, I mean, I, I think this is going to be a deep draft. Class. There's, there's going to be good players, but at, at some point, like you just get oversaturated. Um, the Jazz have three draft picks coming this upcoming draft. The chances of them drafting, you know, let, let's say, let's just say where I think they're going to end up is like 17, 20, and like 22. Um, getting those three picks, the chance of you getting three superstars at, a pick, at those picks, very unlikely. Because even getting one superstar at one of those three picks. Well, even getting an all-star. Yeah, like it's, it's really just, it's, low. Yeah, so 
I mean, the Jazz did get all stars in that range with with Donovan and Rudy. I get um, exceptions, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. But and if you if you look at it based on the Jazz history, that 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 range has happened, you know, four times they've gotten all stars in that. Well, even Gordon Hayward was just a little out of that range. So like, it was number nine, I think Gordon was. Yeah, and and there, that's not out of the question this year. Like Minnesota might 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 get beat by the Jazz in the play in or something, you know, like. Yay. Um, Yay. <laughs> what but if that if that's the case then then the jazz have a lottery pick there so uh, again um, I mean, like, it's a late lottery though late lottery like you have a you have like yeah. a five percent chance of moving up to the top four you have a less than a percent chance of getting the number one so yeah um, yeah so yeah I, 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 for not getting any, excited. I, 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 yeah, I guess that, there's no no one can really argue it i guess my thought is who what what is what is the solution going forward then? Like right, so, you can't go you, you can't go back in time right. and lose the games except you know again we got to have the, we got to keep the Timberwolves win that's it <laughs> you can't go back in, in time and change that and, and the facts are the facts you can you can you can it just it, it is what it is you've got to be you want to right. be in the top three and it's not, I, I don't even give it and, and, and some will say we, this this draft is good enough in the top five right but I mean that, that's I guess that's my there's there's it is what it is, but I guess that's the part that gets me more uneasy: is how good are they, and what what, what are they get, what are they going to do? Because you're right; the, the, the biggest thing is purgatory is the worst place to be. The the it, it's not a great example, but I mean, the, the, I came for the Kings there because the Kings have been so bad that they've actually been nice. high high lottery picks. The team that stands out to me the most was we're all in the same age bracket, I think, right? The Celtics, yeah. the, the Boston Celtics of our youth, the Antoine Walker-led Boston Celtics were the epitome of this. It's like they were never good enough to make the playoffs. They're like number nine in the East every single year. And it was just nuts because they would not get a lottery pick, but they would never sneak into the playoffs, right? So it's just I, I that's that's where you don't want to be. Right, yeah. You know? and, and that's right. Like, so my expectation for the Jazz, I mean, it hasn't really changed since like game three. Like the Jazz are gonna end up. I mean, I keep, I kept saying, I, I was actually saying sixth seed until so they won ten games. I was like, all right, fifth seed, whatever. Like, they, they're. I think five thirty eight had them on pace for um, uh, after the first like fifteen games to be in the fifth seed. I'm like, great, awesome. Maybe um, that's the good news you need. Maybe it's the kiss of death you need because every time five thirty eight does something, <laughs> yeah. it never turns out to be right. Yeah, red wave, red <laughs> yeah. wave. Um, but um, uh, yeah. So the Jazz are, you know, the Jazz might get you a first round. Playoff um, uh, win, maybe. Like, I would not put a large amount of money saying the Jazz will get past the second round uh, of, of the playoffs this year. Um, but would you have put the, – the, that's the crazy thing to me is, like, would you have put that on last year's team or the year before? You know, like, there was one year where I was like, oh, the Jazz, they might make the finals this year, and then it's like they lose in, like, the first round. Yeah, and like, or the Suns, right? They lost to the, like it's the, insane. The, yeah, it's, the Clippers, not the Suns, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it so it's crazy that like we get this team of castoffs, and all of a sudden we don't have Dennis Lindsay as our GM anymore, and so our team is like built well, yeah, you know. Right. But, so is like, there optimism? Is is, is I, I kind of want to get here like is there because like the, what the Jazz did last year was just awful crap, right? Yeah, two like I said, top twenty ish players, yeah, and Donovan and Rudy, you know, guys who were multi time all stars. Um, you had built a team around this. And, you know, you were just the number one seed not too long ago, uh, the, the year before that. Um, you know, taking everything else aside, all the, like, drama that was, you know, happening behind the scenes aside, that's, a, you know, that's, you know what, what they did last year was just a slap to the face. 
Um, and so that's why this year, like when when you can do it with them, uh, the the Island of Misfit Fit Toys, um, th- those are fun. Those are fun because like again, it's expectations. Last you know last year the Jazz had much higher expectations, uh, and they fell uh, really short. This year the Jazz uh, for fans had much lower expectations, uh, and they're they are so far just like blowing it out of the water. And that I get why that is fun. I understand, but. In a in more than just a, a one year view, um, you know, trying to think like, all right, cool, what's the best thing to do for the next te- ten years of the franchise? Um, that's where it gets me. But the Jazz have also set themselves up to, you know, last year's team. If you kept that team last year, and they came back and did what they did last year again this year, just middle of the pack, would have been just way worse. Plus, the Jazz wouldn't have anything to to build on. Right, you had Rudy who's getting older. Yeah. You had Donovan, and then their was, value goes down. Yeah, you, you had Donovan who was uh, an age. Uh, yeah, Donovan who at age, um, uh, uh, not age, who was getting closer to the uh, end of his contract where he could opt out. Um, uh, all that was playing against you. Now the Jazz again, you know, a bunch of Island Misfit toys. They are going to have Captain to play with. They're going to have uh, multiple picks. In, in in future drafts, which they haven't had in uh, in oh gosh, like, I can't remember the last time they've had, you know, this many picks. Well, they they haven't, but like you know, just even like two or three picks in a draft that may that may be really good. Um, it's been a while, so I so there's optimism. But I mean, I mean, Logan asked me like, what's the path forward? I you just gotta have to assume that you do well enough because I I don't know if doing well enough makes any difference to bringing in talent via free agency i should say like if the jazz make a fifth reads uh, fifth seed run uh, a second round playoff run I, I don't i don't see anybody going yeah that's the team i want you know it's, it's the jazz it's utah there are certain free agent um difficulties they're just gonna have uh them and 25 other teams that's just the way it is uh yeah well, I, don't, I don't i don't think that the team being good gets free agents to show up um yeah, it, it is interesting because I, yeah, I, I think about this often, especially when I listen to the pods and on. Yeah, you're talking about it because I always give you shit for, you know, you're always talking about maximizing the trade value, right? Trading at the peak is the peak value, and I'm like, that's not no, that never happens here. That no one will ever do that. Why would you ch- trade your best players their highest value? That's the reason you get them. And then Dan Age went and did that shit um, twice. So <laughs> twice. Um, it, 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 it really it, it really is unprecedented in the way that it happens, but. The one thing that does give me, I guess, a little bit of optimism as I flip-flop on this topic because that's what I do and that's just honestly the way I feel right now. You guys can't tell me how I feel. Um, is, you know, I just... we I, I, I said I said Laurie ruined everything, right? Because he was so much better than I thought. And Kessler is looking like he's got something there. Um, and then there's just... There's, there's, these, there's, these, there's, these, there's, these, there's these other pieces there that feel like there's maybe more to work with than what we thought. Um, and so maybe, maybe it isn't uh, as, I don't know, those, those guys looking like they're actually pieces worth sticking around would make me, if this was, if this was the team from 03 where there, there clearly was nothing to build around, um, that, that would be a different scenario, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it, it does feel like there might be some foundation pieces there. Whereas before, right. if you're, if you're kind of, if you're kind of dicking around 500, and you know there's nothing worth keeping there. Yeah, like that's that. that's that's even more depressing. So maybe there is some different scenario where these guys continue to overachieve. And, and again, maybe you're you're right. We're not going to get 
the draft pick we need, but now we've got enough draft capital that we make we were able to pull off some sort of you know some trades or some moves for some younger guys who can be that. I you know anything's possible. My my gut tells me Danny Ainge doesn't really ever do that. That's the that's that's the part where I know Danny Ainge makes a lot of trades, but when it comes to trading his assets, those are the things that don't ever really get moved until. I'm sure once I say this, I'll have 17 examples of where I've been wrong, but it feels like he doesn't ever trade the assets, right? That's the, That was always the thing about well, they had the assets to get Anthony Davis, they had the assets to get this, they had the assets yep. to get that, and he always seemed to hold on to the bulk of them, right? Yeah, AD was the one I was going to bring up to you. And, and, and so, yeah, so to, like, you know, the, the Jazz do have some really positive young, at, like, you know, Lloyd Markin is 25, which is not super old in NBA terms. You know, you, you can get another good, uh, if, if everything goes well, you know, another good decade to play out of there. Um, and for some, you know, for some reason, people seem, seem to think that people who are, I, I don't know, like I'm a, from international play will want to stay and play in Utah. I don't, I understand why I think that, but I mean, Lauren Rockner played college. We just have like Oker and yeah. Karolinka. Like he, he played, he, yeah, I mean, they're, 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 I mean, there's a pretty, there's a pretty solid track record of, of foreign Stars staying with yeah, their L- I mean, but Laurie also, Laurie also played college like in the states, so that's that's um, that's true. But he's that's what I thought too. About I, I guess I've been surprised at how truly finished he really is, though. I mean, it's not. <laughs> the I, I, I thought like maybe he's one of those dudes who's like you know American, but he has finished national or citizenship because his dad was born there or something, right? I think um, loose rules, but I, he's... I, I think um, I mean, and I, I brought it up, and I'm, I, I feel stupid because like. That's so far ahead that like that's that's not anywhere near the top of the list of problems that Jazz need to worry about. Like how to keep these guys here, uh, like Colin Sexton. Um, uh, we you know a lot of people thought Colin Sexton was going to be the best piece for the Jazz in, in the trade. And uh, again, God bless you, Mike. I'm not picking on you, but he, you know, again a Cleveland fan. He was like, oh man, you guys got Colin Sexton. That guy's that guy's him. That guy's him. Uh, and you know, like didn't Colin went on like that little five-game spurt where he's going like nearly 20 points a game. Like, told you, man, he's him. And I, I stopped him. I, again, this is, again, definitions, right? And I was like, okay, so I'll I'll give it to you. If Colin Sexton is him, how many hymns are there in the league? You know, like, when I hear him, I think Giannis. There's 90. Seven, yeah. Seven, yeah, 73. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I like Malik Beasley better than Colin Sexton. Yeah, so, so um, the, Jazz, yeah. the Jazz have pieces, right? Like, so we're talking about Lauren Markinen, that a guy that might stay for the next 10 years in Utah. Um, to be fair, this is the first year doing this. We also have evidence of him not doing it. So, you know, let's not get too far ahead there. Um, but yeah, like, no, fuck you. (laughs) I'll give you a lot of things, but I will not give you that. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt (laughs) is a guy that, um, uh, uh, came from Minnesota, had a lot of hustle. Um, uh, is going to be on a cheap contract for a while. Uh, we talked about Kessler, you know, like, Hey, the the guy's a rookie. Uh, Ochai Agbaji was the rookie that a lot of people were, Really excited about because he was a lottery pick, right? But yeah, he was three some, picks higher than. He's got some strong Kessler. Morris Allman vibes so far. I'm just going to put it out there in the world and say uh, that the, not the, not I mean, a style of play, but just uh, the fact that he um, uh, the fact that he went to G League and like didn't even average like double digits. I'm like, oh boy, that's I don't. I'm not a scout, but man, that to me that doesn't seem like a good sign. <laughs> to yeah, but, and he's old too. He's like 23. Yeah, he was an yeah, old, old man, old, old senior coming up. <laughs> But the, the, yeah, older than the older than the kid you work with. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, yeah v- v- Vanderbilt's kind of Vanderbilt's kind of strange because it is like I was I was so confused though as to who he was. I thought he was still like this super young piece, and he's not really. This is like his fourth team, right? 
Yeah, um, I thought I thought he was had just been drafted a year or two ago by the, the Wolves. Well, he missed um, a lot of time, so that's like yeah. No, so, so I was like I was I was like because at first the you know the first couple because everyone's like yeah I, I do remember watching him with the Wolves and I was like I that's the kind of guy we need right so well, as soon as we got him there's a lot of rumors he was gonna get flipped and it's like no you can't touch Vando you can't touch that guy and now sometimes I'm like I, he's definitely not untouchable yeah. anymore yeah. like he's <laughs> certainly not. In that category, the game and, two I, I, is untouchable. Game 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 seventeen. Yeah, what do you yeah, got? I was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. gonna have his he's gonna have his moments, but he kind of is what he is, right? Like he's going. Like I think his peak was similar to what he was on the Wolves, which right. is like a good role player on a decent team. Right. I mean, he's 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 he's, he's a rotation guy on a, a contending yeah, team, but he's, he's definitely like not untouchable. Yeah. He's he's thing. the guy that yeah. Rudy Gobert guards when he's not guarding the paint. So, yeah. Um, Actually, he's been making a few threes though, but he doesn't shoot a lot. So. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, 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 was, I know big, big surprise, and when when all the beat writers are like, "So Vando just hit another three. What the hell's going on?" But um, so he the Jazz the season of like three career three pointers or something, right? And he's got <laughs> like double it. Yeah, <laughs> he hit like three of them against just like uh, I want to say it was New Orleans or something. So the, the you, guys, or... you guys realize that we ruined New Orleans like in game three, right? Like New Orleans had this. Great two game start. We crushed them. They've just been fluttering around five hundred. We yeah, we right. knocked out. Brent. I was listening to some podcast the other day. And they were talking to the New Orleans because New Orleans came out looking so good, and uh, Ingram and and Zion have been like in and out with injuries since then. So we really ruined them. Yep. It'll be fine. They'll get like, the Lakers. Wemby he went out and got like, yeah, they get they get Wemby. Well, I, I, hope they yeah. or something. I, I hope whoever yeah. gets Wemby just ruins the Jazz for the next ten years. Give him to us. What team. did you hold on? Who did you just say? Whoever whoever gets Wemby, just whoever gets Wemby. Oh, I thought you said Portland, and I thought okay, that's it. I've had a fucking enough. I'm hanging up tonight. <laughs> First it was Lori, and then you said you want Port. You want Wemby to go to Portland. I want Wemby to go to anybody uh, in the West. Just give it. Portland's Portland's even more cursed than we are, right? Like they've been bad enough to like miss on. Well, uh, Durant, that, that, Durant, and Michael Jordan, right? And, and, and that's what I was saying. Like, like the purgatory, <laughs> like the purgatory team I was thinking of is, is the Portland Trailblazers, the team that gets to the first or second round every year and just does nothing, right? And, yeah, know, I do. Yeah, sure. I do my best not to think about them at all. Right. Yeah. And so, um, and so the well, and then they team, traded, they traded like McCollum and didn't get a lot for him, and then he was great for the yeah, Pelicans. The Pelicans you know, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Uh, and you know, you know, they traded McCollum, and all of a sudden they're better. So who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, but the overarching theme here, like, really, is like the Jazz are better than we expected. Plus, they like they 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 look like they do have future pieces. Um, and I'm trying to figure out if it's full gold because, like, Logan, we talked about this before the pod. Like, a couple of people have been making um, comparisons to other teams that have done something similar. Uh, you know, one the big one that I saw from Jazz jargon. That you mentioned was that 2013 uh, Denver Nuggets team, right? They they flipped Carmelo Anthony. The uh, um, I, I want to say it's the same year that they flipped uh, the Jazz flipped Darren Williams. Um, but um, uh, yeah, the, the Carmelo yeah, Anthony got, yeah, Carmelo Anthony got flipped to New York for uh, you know for a few picks, but like it was also a lot of like uh, Gallinari uh, was one of the main pieces. Um, Fareed, I'll, let me look at that trade real quick to see. To, I, I don't you know I don't I don't trust my memory. memory. Uh, on this here because it was so long ago and with all the mushrooms I've been doing. Um, all right, so let's see. Breaking news. Carmel Anthony traded to the next... Hey, you guys remember anybody else that was in those trades? I don't. Denver got Wilson Chandler, so another... Raymond Felton, which at that point was nothing, just kind of a throw-in. Uh, Gallinari, uh, Mozgov, which I think at that point was pretty good because, you know, centers were still... That was and, before Mozgov's big L.A. contract, too, right? Yeah. So the Knicks, um, uh, the Knicks gave away. The Knicks only gave. 
They only give away one first round pick in that trade. That's crazy. But uh, and Rudy Gobert got five. So um, that was that was like the heist of the century. Yeah. So the Jazz um, don't say that Rudy will like the Rudy's gonna like this pod, and I, I don't want that. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. So um, uh, yeah, like the the Jazz or sorry the Knicks uh, the, the Nuggets. Gosh, what am I saying? The twenty thirteen ish Nuggets uh, that went on that run. They won what like fifty some odd games. Uh, went on a run that nobody expected. Um, and yeah, so so Logan, what do you what did you take from that comparison that we saw on Twitter? Um, first thing, no one cared about trading draft picks back then because they didn't give a shit. Um, <laughs> they wanted players, not draft picks, because that's back when the NBA lottery was still was crapshoot. But uh, uh, yeah, the other the other comp we thought about was in the New York Knicks from a couple of years ago, right? Who were just kind right. of, yeah, Julius Randles is a nice piece, but he's you know, he made like first, he made his first All Star team and All NBA, but we all knew that he really wasn't that good. Um, and they, they, you know, they got to the fourth in the East. You know, the East looks the East, the East is a bloodbath this year, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Just gonna sneak that in because we love talking about how the West has been so good when the West is the the, the West is actually what do the kids call it mid? Um, but uh, <laughs> 23 year old Mike gets that gets that reference. So. Yeah. Yeah, he'll get it. But no, it, <laughs> I, it, 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 I guess my takeaway is it's nice and it's cool. But what did it turn into in both cases? And that's that's the more concerning part. <laughs> is, yeah, is what, and what what where do you go from there? So um, I'm and, Knicks, I guess the difference being we do have this treasure trove of picks, right. but then again, so do the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. So, have, well, I mean, the Knicks didn't at that point, right? The Knicks got them through. Yeah, trading. the Knicks got them like last year. Yeah, just just to trade for Donovan. They're trying to trade. Yeah, they they they, they, they traded mm-hmm. for all these protected picks. So that Knicks roster, we're looking at the Knicks roster. Mm-hmm. This Julius Randle, who made his first All Star that uh, that year, and like Randle's never been like a a bad player. Like he's he's been good where he's gone, like uh, um, but like the Lakers and, and stuff. Like so, Julius Randle's career is not bad. Um, His like advanced stats were were not positive a lot. I right. think is what people say. Yeah. So, but I mean, like I mean, he Lakers, Pelicans. Like he he's one time, two time All Star. I can see that, right? Like it's not awful. He's he's in the Laurie Markkinen tier. He's in the Demontis Sabonis tier. Um. And they had R.J. Barrett that year, who was a rookie. That's when they famously missed on on Zion Williamson. Um, yeah, Kevin Knox. Like, the, yeah, I mean, Bobby Portis, Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, wow, this team. How did this team make the, the, the fourth seed? It's crazy. Um, but yeah, you that just team, said it, Bobby Portis, baby. Bobby Portis. So yeah, that team. That team did not have um, a, a lot of future legs to it. Uh, and you know now that Knicks team does right because they they drafted Obi Toppin, they drafted Quinn Grimes, um, so that team does so. That that Knicks team disappointed the last two years, right? Um, and I mean the problem is they 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 still look they as you said they look mid, <laughs> like the New York Knicks looked like they could be the four seed or they could be the eight seed. And I'm not yeah. quite sure. I mean, as we've kind of talked ourselves through, maybe the Knicks aren't the best comp, you know for what the Jazz have. Uh, I guess as far as players on the court, I guess you got to go back to that Nuggets group because that was, right, so. I guess, player for player-wise, it was closer. That was when Ty Lawson. It was Ty Lawson was on that team, I think, right? Ty Lawson. And Ty Lawson was supposed to be the future. And then he, whatever happened to Ty Lawson, there should be a documentary on that because he was like <laughs> the thing and then he was just right. gone one day. Ty Lawson, um, um, uh, Ty Lawson, Kenneth Fareed, uh, you know, gone out. Kenneth Fareed also. He, he yeah. and Ty Lawson are probably somewhere together in obscurity not knowing what <laughs> happened to them, right? Because they were both dudes like, all of a sudden, everyone told us they're going to be these stars, and then all of a sudden, like Fareed was not like out of the league within like a handful of years, right? Fareed, yeah, I don't. I always thought he was going to be like Millsap and like stick around forever, you know? 
Yeah, but, or at least like at least Montrez Harrell, right? Like yeah. I mean, I mean ten years. Ten years <clears throat> not bad. Uh, but yeah, like after, ten, after, he played he played ten years. Ten years, yeah. Okay, That's well, he crazy. wants to spend the last six of them like buried on a bench somewhere because he wasn't uh, like he was Houston. Houston in twenty nineteen, Brooklyn in you know like he got traded, so his last year was. Oh, you're te- you hold on. You're telling me Kenneth Fareed was in the NBA in twenty nineteen. In twenty nineteen, <laughs> I don't fucking believe yep. that. He, but he didn't play. He played like thirteen games though, or something. Yeah. he played. So he he played uh, thirty seven games for the Raptors in his last year, twelve games for the Nets. And twenty five for the Rock, all in the same year. He got traded twice, or let go one of those two. He played for Denver till, until twenty eighteen, guys. So, oh yeah. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. the mammal, the mammal, oh. the mammal, I can't even say it. Someone will say it. But um, uh, uh, I mean, animal. Yeah, mammal. Well, there you go. I might, yeah, I might have to re. I have to might might have to just reemerge the nugget pouches, the Kenneth Freed special. I had no idea. <laughs> uh, I mean the the that that Nuggets team. Am I reading this right? Like, uh, I guess some of these people haven't. So Ty Lawson, we had like 17 points per game. Fournier um, was on that team, 17 points per game. Anthony Randolph, 15. Fareed, 14. So they, they had a lot of guys who played like 70-ish games and scored in double figures. So, yeah, they, they were getting it from everywhere. Um, but, yeah, like, so the problem is that they didn't, like the Jazz have this, uh, you know, like what, fifteen picks in the next six years or something like that, um, and that's you know you don't you don't see that very often. You know, the Celtics had something uh, sort of similar. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I guess we'd have to hope that the Jazz get lucky now, and that, that's what I hate because people who are yeah, like, we, 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 we gotta, it's it's essentially the Bukaki approach is you're getting it from every angle, um, <laughs> and we're not really sure if it's good or bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, I've never been sure if it was good. For, for some people, it's the. I mean, depending on your perspective, sometimes it may be the peak, or it may be your own shameful moment. Yeah. We don't. We don't really. We don't really. Know. Or it could be both. So yeah, so the Jazz. The, the Jazz have like like again, like if Laurie Markin is your best player for the next ten years, I don't. I don't think that's great. No, no, that's that's right? not sustainable. Like Laurie Markin should be your second or third guy. You know, there, there should be something like man, like if you put Laurie Markin on this team with Rudy or Donovan, man, that that would have been a pretty good team. Um, yeah, that's that, that's the, that's the that's the dirty dark nightmare that I can't allow myself to have because <laughs> I don't even know how it would have ever worked. But ima- but imagine like getting imagine one of the on last year. Imagine Laurie on last year's team. Yep. Oh um, and just him, obviously, you know, it's just it's not the whole hall for. But imagine Lori on this team, this Jazz team last year, and it's like, oh god, I can't. <laughs> would have wrecked. Would have wrecked everybody. <clears throat> Oh, yeah. yeah, but you're but you're right. He's I don't, I don't think I don't think any of the three of us believe that Laurie's the number one on the right. championship team. But no, what I'm yeah. saying is there's there's actually a foundational piece there, like a legitimate piece that looks like he, I mean he's got all the tools and right. he's finally using them. And, and this is where know. like the front office, like you kind of like when you when you're in the front office, you have to make these going back to what you said at the beginning, Logan. Like you don't know, we, we don't know, um, you know. And, and the reason I've been steadfast of where I'm at because like if I was in the front office, I'd be like. Okay, the wins are nice, but guys, we have a goal. We have a plan. This these te- these first fifteen games cannot sway our plan because we knew what we were going to do. So you know, it, it bothers me when people are like, "Oh, well, the Jazz," because you know we talked about it. If you don't maximize your assets at the right time, you you can really lose lose it. Um, and so the Jazz right now, I, I think are, are a real crossroads here, where um, at eventually because. 
we, we assumed that by game 20 to 30, um, with preseason, the Jazz were going to make enough more trades to, you know, get Mike Conley to a different team, to get Jordan Clarkson to a different team, um, if the, if you wanted to maximize your assets. Now, you know, the front office, like, they have to look at this team. We were, told, we were told that's not real, though, that, like, and, and, I don't know and, if you and maybe can maximize not. your assets, but you just have to wait for other teams to get right. desperate. And and, and, right? and maybe and maybe not, because, like, that, 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 that's why we, I mean, and maybe I'm making some, something up, but I, I always thought the unofficial, like, when when the trade deadline came around, that's when you were like, okay, cool, these are the teams that are definitely going to lose this year because they're trading away their stars to, mm-hmm. for whatever, and the people that are making Yeah, I, I guess what I'm getting at is I don't necessarily buy into the fact that if Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson came out and played well for the first 15 games, that was going to suddenly rocket their, their value to other right. teams. I think I'm it's a, more based upon I'm, what the other teams that need to think they need to buy or should buy. Right. Like, so, I, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of a weird theory, like trying to rehab a player's value. I don't think that's really real unless they're coming off maybe like a significant injury. But yeah. I mean, Andy Larson, yeah, I and Andy Andy Larson yeah. um, tweeted something out, um, and maybe you're just where you're going, Ar- Arnie. But um, uh, he tweeted something out preseason was like, you know, he he doesn't believe that veteran values really fluctuate that much. Like people yeah. know who who Mike Conley are, is. Um, that he is who who we think he is. And, well, I think he even said later too. He's like, if the Jazz had it, if they, if there was a deal that was good for any either of those players, they would have made it mm-hmm. already. And uh, and um, uh, um, so and yeah, maybe yeah, maybe that's our thinking. Like, but I'm sure there is something out there going. Okay, like keep the phones going. But uh, what what I'm afraid of is that like the Jazz, at, you know, if, if I'm in the Jazz front office, again, if, so, if someone calls me right now, it's like, <laughs> you know what, we are, we are going to give you that package for Mike Conley. Um, I don't want to. I don't. I wouldn't want the front office to be going. Well, I don't know. We've seen how good Mike Conley's been for us in that in that ten game, you know, win streak or whatever it was. I don't yeah. know if we can give him up, right? So yeah, I don't. I, th- I don't think. I think Danny just proved that style has no effect right, on right. him. And, and so that, that's what I'm but, hoping that is is st- still the plan, still the course, is that when you're in the front office, you can't let you know something like this little win streak. Like if you don't, if you don't think your team's good enough to be in the second round or the Western Conference Finals. Um, and your plan was to, you know, they said it preseason, you know, you have to build through the draft. They were trying to prepare the fans that they had to prepare through the draft. Um, I, th- I think if that, if that was your goal going into the season, it should still be the goal. And which is why I'm, I'm still sitting here. But, may- but, but maybe it may play devil's advocate for you on, on this point though. Like mm-hmm. I agree that you have to have your vision, right. And you have to right. stick to your vision. The one thing I will say though, that what that they have to maybe like, did, did they have to stop and pause? And I'm, I'm not talking about you just that people are untradeable because they're still untradeable. They're still very much tradable. But the way this season was lined up to me, the, the way they, the, it's almost as though Danny Ainge paid the NBA to help us to kick his tank off. Like the schedule was fucking ridiculous for the Jazz. And <laughs> yeah. they came out and they won a whole bunch of games. Yeah. And not only did they win a whole bunch of games and maybe build that quote unquote false hope, the problem is they won a bunch of games, which is, is, that's the thing. Like the games matter the same now or later in the year. Like you can't go back and take those seven games the way that you won. Like that's the problem. Is like at some point, do they have to like kind of shift and be like, okay, like we're we're definitely not a contending team, but do they have to at least have a meeting on what is our future? Because at first, I, I'm of course Danny Ainge is never going to come out and say we're looking to lose, but he's probably like, oh my god, I traded all my guys away, <laughs> you know, and they gave us this shit schedule, and it's like. Like the the, the 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 picture of Danny Ainge and that look on his face, which is the big <laughs> meme. There's got to there's got to be some legitimate like truth to that, right? Like there's got to there's had to be a moment because again, I'm not believing that they're buying. Like 
they're paid to evaluate talent, right? Better than, than jazz fans. So they, they, like you said, they should be above and uh, they should be above Short the ebbs games. and flows. But like, if your goal was to tank for Wemby, you've already like won a shit ton more games yeah, than you were supposed like, I mean, to. That's... And the schedule in theory gets softer. So it's like, right. it, it, do you, do you have to have like a, like, I don't, I would just be fascinated to know what's going through their minds. Right. Yeah. Like, cause there's no way they saw this coming. There's no way. No. There's no way they saw 10 and three. No. Impossible. No, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the shitty part uh, for me as a fan. <laughs> but yeah, so um, yeah, I mean the, the Jazz, the the tank for Wemby is I I think dead. I actually think it's dead. I I don't, I don't think the yeah. Jazz can. I think Sarah Todd wrote something today that the Jazz would have to go like eleven and like fifty seven dress away or something like that. Something like God. yeah. Like, well, the, like five thirty eight has the lowest team at like twenty five wins. Right. So. so. Um, yeah. yeah, like I mean, the, the Jazz, the Jazz have, like I, I did the math, like at ten and three, like the Jazz were supposed to win twenty three games. So you know, simple math is like every four win or every four losses you would get a win. Um, and now, like if the Jazz wanted to keep that same pace, it'd be every seven losses. And I, I understand it's not, happen- it's not happening, and and yeah. I, I get and it sucks, but I think you know, uh, and well, well, we can't really explore it now, but uh, we'll, we'll explore it again. Like I'm. Uh, what can the Jazz do now uh, in the future to add uh, talent to this team that makes a difference? You know, and I, I mean, I mean, like legit talent. Like again, the Jazz have three draft picks in this draft that I think are going to be uh, in the mid range. You know, late lottery if best at best, and that 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 could be a good piece. Like they could be good pieces. I think again, when people or are like, they oh. could they could package stuff to move up to that. That's the thing is like you have. There, no, nobody's going to trade a pick in the top five of this draft. I don't think. Right? right. But, but in the future, if you or if there's some other disgruntled star or something, like the Jazz have kind of set the market for that. So, right. uh, you, the disgruntled yeah. star thing. I mean, Logan touched on it already. Like, I mean, we have, we don't have a track record of Danny Age going going to get that star. Uh, right. Yeah. Packages. And also, like disgruntled stars, like you, you're not going to get somebody in their prime, like Anthony Davis, you know, uh, I, I kind of gave a, uh, like, what if Jamal Murray? You could probably get Anthony Davis right now. Well, yeah, right now. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> God, yeah. But like, Danny makes that trade yeah. six years too late. The, the thing is that sometimes I can win these stars. Get Harrison Barnes while you're out there. Right. Yeah. When, when these stars become available, like the stars, like, like, Oh my God, this guy's on the market is because something's happened. You know, Donovan Mitchell, something happened with in the jazz organization for that to happen. Um, like, well, I mean, Anthony Edwards might be that guy next next year. Oh, I mean, on the rookie contract, I mean, that's really hard. I mean, uh, again, we're we're getting too far in the weeds. It's just, I guess, my thinking, and may, and again, I could be wrong, and I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, misery the company, but it's just it's one of the things that you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna get somebody on a super young contract. You know, like Anthony Edwards yeah. is, is super young. It, it, it's out of the realm of possibilities for me. Like, I think there's like a one percent chance that you get somebody on their rookie contract uh, coming out um, because like the, I, I think, I think the wolves, right. They, they, they would abort cat um, uh, and, um, uh, and Rudy. They, they would abort this whole thing. Like, all right, like, cool. We're going to get rid of cat and Rudy instead. Like you would build around Anthony Edwards. If he was the one that's disgruntled. I would. Yeah. I, yeah. So um, uh, they're just like, all right, cool. Let's just see what we can get for Rudy Gobert and, 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 uh, and cat. And then hopefully um, rebuild that way. But um but yeah, so like I, I want to explore a, a little more uh, in, in future episodes about okay, so the Jazz are going to be somewhere from the fifth seed to play in this year, 
Um, so the draft picks that the Jazz are going to get uh, from Philadelphia, Minnesota, and the Jazz could all be in the late teens. Who knows? Um, oops, excuse me. Um, Maybe we'll luck out and they'll all be in the 20s. <laughs> even, <laughs> even better. I love it. Thank you. Uh, 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 my nice thing goes so much better. Arnie, um, the only, the, one of the few things I'm looking forward to is the T-Wolf. The T-Wolf sucking ass, and they, they've won a couple games in a row. And, yeah, I mean, and I, I, it's one of those things that, like, for me, cheering for the Wolves to be bad, like, I mean, I'm always going to cheer for opposite teams to not do well, but it it's frustrating to, like, and maybe I'm maybe I'm just one in, in the wrong thinking. If I cheer for the Jazz and the Jazz have a chance to tank and get a good pick, that's something I feel like I can control. But I can't control what the Wolves and the Nets and the Sixers do. I can't control what the Jazz do. But in my mind, I, at least I feel I have control, like cheering for my team to do the right thing and and go and get. Uh, I say the right thing because it's the right thing for me. Do the right thing and go get a better pick. But um, now it all feels like it's uh, it's all like under the umbrella of luck. Just get really lucky, and that's a whole other rant we'll have to save for another night. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're saving the luck rant, and we're saving the what can the Jazz do in the future rant. Uh, Arnie, I'm a, you know, let, let's talk to you for a little bit here, for the last, like, like 10 minutes here. Um, so you the are... 10 minutes, it always turns into 40. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are you are neighbors with uh, with the Dragon Squatch. What's he like? Yeah, we're, we're, we're best friends. We go out for uh, craft brews. All the time. You're gonna hang out. Shrink, you're gonna go for all the shrimp. Yeah, it's shrimp. actually it's actually a special cocktail that we've. It's it's a combination of craft singles and uh, sarsaparilla. We grind it up in there real good. And it's, <laughs> you're gosh darn cra- right. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, I don't know. It's craft, craft, craft. Uh, yeah, craft beer, Idaho style. Yeah, I don't know how close you are, but um, uh, you know, he, no, no, he's close. To, he's closer, closer to y'all than you. To me. Yeah. yeah, I'm closer to Salt Lake than I am to, to Boise. Okay, gotcha. I was like, yeah. I'm, uh, all, all, all the Shrek's-related um, activities up there that you can get to, so. Um, but, okay, so, I'm, uh, what, because, uh, like, I mean, I, I, I saw you at the, like, the Utah Charity Golf Tournament, so. Uh, yeah. We met. I mean, I, I think the first thing I said to you was, like, you look nothing like your picture. But um, <laughs> that's when you had the headband Joe with a cigarette. Uh, yeah. Um, so, now that Twitter's dying, where should, where, where can people find you? Um, I, I guess I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Um, perv. Yeah. I, I, I you know, the usual, I spend words with you. What is your version about those two? Oh, I just, I, I mean, was like, I, I like throwing it in and, and having people like go, oh, is that, is that perverted? Like, like, should I be I off thought that? I was missing something. I'm like, wait, is perverted Facebook? Time to get back on Facebook. Like what? <laughs> you perv. You perv. I think he's um, saying he yeah. I'm perf- perforated. Uh, yeah, that you're easy to rip. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, like, well, like, what are you? What are your plans like for the Jazz this season? Like, um, uh, I mean, this is a season of like hope, and um, uh, uh, what what do you hope to see at least? I mean, I, of course, we all hope to see champion. Like, let's not be lame and say, oh, championship. Like, what do you hope to see out of this um, uh, this Jazz team? Um, I just want to see. I just want to see. Like again, you know, like I said earlier, some of the players show promise. Like, I, I. If if Markinen is really that good, I want to I want to see him be an All Star. Um, you know, I, I I guess if like I would say like pick your pick who you're keeping and then trade away the rest to get the most value out of them because this is obviously not the team for ten years. But um, I guess you know if you're going to keep Markinen and Kessler and Vanderbilt, you know build around those guys and then hope to add the draft picks. Uh, Cause I think at some point 
the one of the teams is going to have a have a year where they're in the lottery and hopefully the jazz luck out there but yeah but you know I mean, for your luck grant, hopefully the jazz luck out there and hopefully the jazz you know get a a better draft than the anthony bennett draft you know <laughs> so, yeah for sure yeah but um yeah. Uh, logan he did for, for a shake in my opinion <laughs> anthony bennett i called the wrong name for like i, I think i didn't i call anthony edwards anthony bennett but, for like an entire podcast, <laughs> once I think, because <laughs> uh, Jared, Jared and I were so quiet for so long, and I'm like, I, I say to do something wrong. <laughs> uh, Logan, um, uh, you know, it's been a couple weeks. Let's uh, let's dig into the the last Twitter. Um, uh, uh, maybe it's not the last. I I don't know if Twitter's there or not, but um, uh, our uh, definitely not. Our Arnie's Arne, going viral on the last night. If it is, he so is. He is. <laughs> My You've had quite a couple of days. You went viral tonight. I, I I learned yesterday you were homosexual. So congrats on coming out on the internet. <laughs> I saw, so, yes, that's Jesus right. Christ. Big big news. Post yeah, game dude, alone. That was hilarious. I had to go check the thread. I'm like, oh my god! Like he did. He just assumed the whole way along. That, like I, I knew that. Know, usually, usually I have Jared muted. He's been muted for the majority of my time with Jared, but he's off. He's off mute currently because. He, he, when Jared has too much free time, he has to be muted. That's just all I'm going to say. Um, but I, I saw him say, oh, my gosh, he assumed this along the way. So because like, Jared somehow got us. I went back to Jared. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this character really did think that. Just, yes. I mean, yeah. no, like this, no, again, we're not like by any means. Tweets. Yeah, yes. we're not, again, just, just to be perfectly clear, we're not saying that being gay is a bad choice. It's, it was just. It's just like first of, all, it's not, first of all, it's not a choice. Yes. Second of all, it's just let me get that clear too. I don't need to be getting that out of the world. But it's um, a good thing. It was, just, it, was, it was just funny because he just assumed because you were right. sticking up for gay rights, yes. you had to be. You know, yeah, how dare you have empathy? Because only right. a gay, only, gay only, only, only if you're gay can you stick up for gay rights. That was that was the argument. I'm like, oh my god! And tonight, tonight you were trolling um, somebody about the Twitter offices. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming that's the the, the tweet that Logan is referring to. So um, yeah. Post game alone, like I'm a no more. Like I like, I can tell somebody is witty. <laughs> like like I saw his name, I'm like oh my god, that's that's fucking hilarious. Like that's <laughs> that's great. Like post game alone, um, uh, I, I I'm not that witty, and uh, I'm jealous. I don't know, it was a stroke of genius, or you know, I, I don't even remember what I what I was thinking when I came up with it. But. You were just thinking about how you know, like I'm uh, how great of a post game Carmelo had. So boom, nothing else, <laughs> nothing else. And, and and that was when like Post Malone wore the jazz jersey to the the you know to the concert in Utah and then like bought a house in Park City or something. So yeah, yeah. So um, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm uh, well, I'm glad that we could have you on. Uh, we I, I did for sure. I did cut off Logan uh, for the pro section. Um, uh, Marne, this is like Marnay's favorite part of the show. So uh, yeah, I actually have a couple. I do have a couple of things today. Go for it. Um, so um, first of all, congrats, Doug. Doug. Dougie, our, our Douglas, um, got himself a big promotion at work, so that's exciting. Found that out tonight. Congrats, oh, Doug. Doug. Yeah, big big Doug, ball in these days. Doug's in the produce section, deep in the produce section tonight. Yeah, Doug is going to be deep. deep <laughs> is that Mark's brother? That is uh, no, Marnay's. Uh, it, uh, it was Mark's brother, but it's also my stepdad, uh, Marnay's, <laughs> Marnay's husband. Marnay, Marnay's, um, uh, yes. Yeah, I want to shout, shout out Jake Take Note, who uh, sent me some may or may not have sent me a link to some certain streaming services that are extremely valuable to my cause. <laughs> um, and the last one thing I have is, you know, we have 12 listeners, uh, Logan, you, you can say, you can say the name of the streaming service. I don't know. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I just put his name down. I got to go to my DM. Oh God, I get, I break it out of the DM. Before they oh my God. Post yes. Twitter. Holy shit. Never mind. <laughs> um, Elon. Uh, yeah, but, but, uh, what was I going to say? 
now I'm all, now I'm all rattled because I don't want to lose my fucking stream this guy sent me. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, fuck Taylor Swift. <laughs> it's really what I was trying. Was what I was really trying to do. Like really, T Swift, Swizzy. Um, uh, is your, your, I mean, just, just but come. You know, if you're gonna come come at me, if you're gonna come at the the billionaires for their greed, bring the same energy to Taylor Swift. There's no reason she needs to be doing this. There's no reason to be charging this amount of money to do these things. Uh, the DJ also revealed to me tonight that she sells her the, the same album, and, and I'm going to get this wrong. I'm definitely going to get it wrong. But there's something about a clock you can make out of the albums, and they're four different colors. My favorite part is they're not four different albums. They're four of the exact same album. You have to buy four different times to get the four different covers. So you essentially have to go buy her shit four times to complete a clock with the same song. Then you come to find out that there's a special spot song that's only released through Target. So, fuck Taylor Swift, is all I have to say. And I was very upset on the internet the other night because the ladies of this this extended unique family were trying to find tickets to Taylor Swift to take the girls for Christmas. Right. They couldn't get on um, because, you know, God forbid these ladies, these moms have jobs and they can't just hang out with their codes on all day. Um, and then when they did get on, the prices were absurd. And I tweeted out some frustration. And there's a lot of very nice Twitter followers who I, I like them all in other walks of life. I, you know, when I'm when someone's angry like that, you don't need to hop into the comments and tell me, "Well, I got a great deal." I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, do you hop? Do you hop into the guy? The do you know do you, do, when you see a disabled vet who's lost both of his legs, are you hopping into his comments saying, "Yeah, I, you know, thank you for your service. I'm sure glad I can walk." Like what the fuck? <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like just you just don't. It's not necessary. Just keep on moving. I'm glad you got your tickets. Right. We didn't. But, and, you know, uh, just, you know, whatever. Because sometimes, like, Twitter is like, you want to vent. You know, you just like, I'm just, I'm venting. Like, you don't need, this is not a call and response type thing. Just let me vent my frustration at, you know, for you, Taylor Swift, right? Or Ticketmaster, whoever it was, so. No, it's that bitch, Taylor Swift. She's the one who's doing it. I yeah. mean, Ticketmaster, whatever. She's, I'm talking about, Ticketmaster was a, was a, was nonsense. But even when you get past the Ticketmaster part, the, the, the price that was being charged to go see her, in Allegiant Stadium from 300 yards away was Thousands, criminal. Right? I saw people criminal. paying like $4,900 or $10,000 or something. Like, uh, for, outrageous. I bought Taylor Swift tickets 10 years ago uh, for like 600 each at ESA. And then I sold them for like a thousand. Um, like the night before the show, so I was like, I guess I I was actually going to go to see I was going to go see Britney in Vegas that weekend instead. So I was like, you know what? I'll sell these tickets and go see go see Britney instead. And I think I made the right choice. Britney, bitch. It's Britney, bitch. Um, but now I'm never going to see Taylor Swift in the concert. So, and you know what? I think as a 38 year old male, I'm going to be okay with that. Um, but I do I, I do uh, that sucks for your for your your little ones. Uh, but Arnie, what's anyways? I think what we may do is we may just go down to Vegas anyways and just like hate Twitter the entire time uh, <laughs> because I'm not above that. Um, but not that it'll matter. But I, what I what I really want to know is, is what are you know Arnie? What what are your feelings on Britney Spears? Like, oh like, man, because I mean, who is like I mean, Britney's top of the mountain for who, and it's yeah, not even. Saying. I think I don't think there's a close second. Eight, I think for many old, of us in the same yeah. bracket, seventeen. But who and I just was, you know yeah. I I enjoy sending who a lot of <laughs> Britney you know, Spears. Her, I, if, you, if you follow on Instagram, I send him stuff all the time. I just need to know basically, do I need to add you to the distribution list when I see something that of what Britney should or shouldn't be doing that I can quickly hit that little arrow in the like, corner right, as I'm learning how to navigate Instagram. Arnie, you know? I'm not I'm not saying you would ever pay for OnlyFans or whatever. Um 
but let's just say if Britney Spears had an OnlyFans, what amount of money would you pay for for a subscription price to Britney Spears OnlyFans? Is there twelve year old me watching the box television? Like would have would have spent whatever money I had, but I mean, I like I have other than other than like seeing like weird Instagram posts from her over the last couple of years, like. And you know, just come up or whatever. I I haven't really given it a, a second thought. <laughs> no man, I like when that when the music video came out. Like when uh, I, I just remember I was in seventh grade and it was like that hit me one more one more time song. Yeah. Anyway, I. First of all, Arnie's been added to the distribution list. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> even because even though she's not that anymore, like we're still yeah. curious because she was so high at one point that like you still are yes. like she, she, you still have that intrigue. And you're she's probably, got like, the legacy point. intrigue, is what you're saying. Yeah, and you, and when you see it, you'll probably will be will probably be like really really let down. Um, but like we still just have to know. Like there was too many. There's too many. <laughs> I guess I'll call it adolescent. Thoughts. memories tied to her i guess to where you just you have to eventually see it but you're right the thing is we have money now we didn't have money then that's the thing that's that's the this is the debate who and i have is right. how much would you have paid it and you did it right arnie i would have paid all the money i had then but i didn't have money but like right. if i had the money i have now how much would i be willing to give up it's, it's, it's probably triple digits so <laughs> yeah no yeah yeah. Even now, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, um, uh, it, it, it's it's not Taylor Swift tickets because you only need it for but... thirty days, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's, I mean, allegedly, allegedly yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know how those work. So, um, uh, it, it is it is actually really uh, it's actually it's actually really funny that um, uh, there's a Utah Jazz OnlyFans um, uh, going around. So that was kind of funny today. Saw that from oh, like a fake parody account. No, um, uh, so Five KL tweeted out something like you type in Utah Jazz. And like OnlyFans is like one of the suggest like the, it's like the second suggestion on the Twitter <laughs> search bar. So um, some internet sleuths went out there and were like, oh, there's this IG model, quote unquote model, that um, uh, her her handle is Utah Jazz with one Z, and she has an OnlyFans, and that's <laughs> so yeah. I, I was like, oh my god, finally, like, thank you for the service of those quote unquote sleuths. Yes, yeah, like what a what a, what. A, <laughs> What a great day for look what, what I just came for... across in all my search. Look what I just found, guys. Yes. <laughs> what a great day for um, uh, uh, what a great day for last. What, what a great last day for uh, uh, jazz Twitter, everybody. So, um, but yeah, it was awesome. Um, uh, Arnie, you know what? You can come back on, man, whenever you want. We we usually oh, record they... like at midnight, so tonight at ten p.m. is actually is, is a real treat for us. Yeah, it's I, early. Yeah, it's real early. I can I can actually do stuff after this now, but uh, it's because I didn't have to work today, but. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we talked a lot about the jazz. I, I, man, I, I'm trying to do better at, like, not being that guy. Like, I'm miserable. But you, you will be, though. Yes, so just, and that, that's the problem. Right? Like, I'm, I think I'm that's trying, the thing. You just got to embrace it. I'm trying not to be a miserable guy on Twitter. Like, I mean, there are days where I'm just, like, people are typing about the jazz, and then I'm trying to type something snarky back, and I just delete them. Because I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, I'm trying not to be, I'm just like, let people enjoy shit, you know, is what I'm trying to do. And, and I, At first, I thought it was, like, a like like a joke that you were you were like mad about it you're like i'm mad about the like you know yeah it's not a joke not that i'm saying you can't be mad about it like you know i want to i want to have victor wimbanyama on our team too yeah i mean it's just a whole i I guess the way the the nba has conditioned me to watch it the last 30 years and thinking that there's only really one way to really to build your team and 
you know, now I have to, you know, try to be grown up and like find alternative ways for the Jazz to um uh, uh to put a competitive team together. And yeah, so again, and and now that we were defining like what I think is good, what you versus what you think is good, I think it's going to be a much better a much better space um uh, here on, on on the podcast. So um uh you got that new perspective you get on that ketamine life will be turning around for you buddy <laughs> thanks thanks fact chris actually i had a friend who says like oh boy ketamine's gonna mess you up you know what you should do mushrooms and i was like well you know yeah i got i i know i know never mind yeah <laughs> <laughs> but folks I'm, I'm not i'm not saying treat your depression with mushrooms but i'm just saying somebody else said that all right yeah. have, you, have you guys seen the video that's like you want to learn how to grow your own mushrooms like on TikTok, that guy? No, but I'm... No, it's amazing. Logan, tweet it out. <laughs> yeah, I can find it now. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, Fat Chris has gone down all those roads, and he's been willing to share, allegedly, at time from time to time. And Yes. I don't know. Yeah, so... Not uh, opposed is all I'm going to say. Logan's, um, uh, Logan's at the Dragon Squatch. Um, I'm uh, down. Uh, Arnie, I'm, uh, don't call him Arn, folks. Um, uh, he's at postgame underscore Malone. Again, you can find me at Jazz High Notes. Uh, I'm assuming those are all your, you know, I don't whatever accounts on MySpace and whatever. Those are also your names. If not, you know, sorry. Um, and then yeah. What is Tumblr? T- oh, Tumblr. Tumblr was Tumblr was a good way to get uh, pornography back in the day. Mm. Yes. Uh, other I don't than have the, experience. With other that. than that, I don't know. <laughs> It's like it's like microblogging when microblogging was kind of big, and so um, no, I don't even know what that means. Now I'm just giving more. Confusing. I know, like microdosing, or you know, what are we talking like, about? You need to you need to hang out with the the 23 year olds to figure that out. So um, uh, again, folks, thank you for joining. Give us a five star review if you if you've waited this long and heard us talk about uh, a naked Britney Spears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Give us five stars if you want to see Britney naked too. <laughs> <laughs> Do it, and uh, again, we hope the that... best part will be the best part will be they'll give us five stars. It'll be Britney Griner this evening, which is the unfortunate part. Oh, <laughs> full, full circle, full circle. <laughs> Britney Griner, um, uh, yeah, free Britney. Uh, hashtag free Britney, and then um, uh, we'll see you guys next time. Thanks. So what you're saying, you guys are saying, is quarterly is probably still a little bit weird. Okay, it's a little, yeah. So I had on like my mission companion. He never clipped his toenails. You just wait till they broke off in his socks oh. and then empty them out. Like oh. that was the weirdest one. No. Well, let's go back to Hopefully only. You're still recording. Yeah. Hopefully, who is still recording that? A B A B R always be recording. Yeah, there's a bumper. He his toenails off into. His socks and then dump them out. Yeah, no. I was like, I was watching him like, what are you, what are you doing? Is well, my tunnels broke off in my socks. I'm like, are you okay? Like, do you need to like get that fixed or something? And I was thinking like, you know, your tunnel broke off or came off or whatever, like a marathon runner or something. But no, Ooh. it's just how it normally is. The that's end of them just, would break off. That's just nature's way of cutting your toenails. What's crazy <laughs> is that's how Jared knew Arnie's real name all along with their mission. That's the part that he left out of the whole story. It's Jared. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, toenail Jared is what they call him. Oh, natural nails. Oh, oh Maddie nails. Well, all right. Just, just chipping off. God yeah. damn it. Ooh. I can't stop thinking about that. I'm going to go throw up. Thanks. All right. Time to go find that, U- time to go find that Utah Jazz on the fence. All right. Well, it's onesie. <laughs> 